0: Searching for last-minute gifts? Shop the last-minute deal sale at Virginia ABC and save 20% on select 750-milliliter bottles. That's 20% off gifts for the hard to shop for, 20% off gifts guaranteed to fit, 20% off gifts to celebrate the season, and 20% off a little gift for yourself. Shop the last-minute deal sale at Virginia ABC in stores and online now through December 21st. Please sip responsibly.
1: This is the American Veteran Show.
2: Proud to finally say
1: these two words. Welcome home. Dedicated to those who have worn the uniform. Tremendous national asset. Dedicated to our active duty men and women. They came not as conquerors, but as liberators. Dedicated to presenting issues, topics, and interviews, highlighting their commitment to our country. I want to thank the courageous men and women who have served their country in uniform. Less than 1%. Population of our country chooses to serve our country in the military. And the other 99% of us, we owe them. Online at AmericanVeteranShow.com. Here's Stephan Tubbs.
2: Welcome to this week's edition of the American Veteran Show. Thank you so much for your time. Appreciate you making us a Sunday habit. We have got an hour with an all-star. He needed a dressing room when he came in, the star on his dressing room door. It is a pleasure to have with us one of the true Colorado patriots. His name is Rick Crandall. You know what? Let's just kick it right off. Usually I go through, thank you for joining us, Rick. And, you know, here's our sponsors and all that. I'm going to get right to you. Brother, thank you.
3: Yeah, thank you.
2: Man, you are like, how come we're in almost the seventh year ending of the American Veterans Show? This is the first time you and I have sat down. Yeah, it
3: is. Hey, at least we did it.
2: At least we did it. <laughs> at least it. we did it. Yeah. So this is going to be a little bit like this is your life, but you're also going to let me give you praise, and you're not going to go, no, and shake your head. Well, you just like you would. That's true. That's true. <laughs> just, right? How many years in Denver radio, Colorado radio?
3: Um, so I started part-time, the old, beautiful music, Cozy, in 87, and then I left KZW. I was invited not to come back to KZW yeah. in, uh, two and a half years ago. So it was 30 years. Um, when I started the morning show, it was 30 years. And so if you had it, 34 years, Denver.
2: It, Long time. You've seen the ups and downs. We uh, have many of the same. You know, good friends that somehow still are still doing radio. Others that are no longer doing radio have been shown the door, canned. You know, we made the announcement, Rick, last week that this show will end after almost seven full seasons on October 29th, a Sunday. And you know, as well as anybody, having your own – to call your own shot of here's when this is going to end. Here's where I want the regular show to end. I don't need to have you tell me, but I know it's true
3: ma'am, how lucky I'm am I? Oh, absolutely! And I was the same way. They told me over there that my um, the Monday, the Monday after Thanksgiving. Um, oh, hey, by the way, w- the format's going to flip, but it's not going to flip until January. We'd like you to stay here through Christmas and through da 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 da, and into January. And then it kept slipping back week by week in January until it got to the end of the month. But but I knew I had a couple of months. They were good enough t- for that. I I got severance out of the deal, I got an extra month of insurance, you know, all that stuff. So, um, and I refused to be bitter, because after being there 30, come on, you know this, 30 years in the same studio, doing the same show, that doesn't happen anywhere. And so... When it ended, uh, the only reason I was mad is because there was no other format like it in Denver. So I knew there were a lot of older listeners, typically, uh, pr- primarily, mm-hmm. weren't going to have any place to go. And I felt bad about that. But, uh, but I did not feel bad that it ended because, God, we did a lot of really cool things while it was going
2: Rick Crandall is our guest here for the hour on the American Veteran Show. And uh, I guess I, I would be remiss without saying thank you to our presenting sponsor, Attorney John Boson at Boson Law, B-O-E-S-E-N, law, bosonlaw.com. Fighting on behalf of veterans every single day, their number, 303 999 Rick Crandall, our guest, and we're going to get into not only what you're doing now, but I want to go through in this first opening segment with you, you know, I Obviously, being in radio, I know the name Rick Crandall. I know what you do. And then I see this Colorado Freedom Memorial. And the, from the idea to now we're looking at maybe hopefully we'll help you on this program, you know, get a step closer yeah. with the visitor center that you want. But uh, first, how do you get into... Radio and tell me a little bit about about your background.
3: Yeah, so I st- actually uh, in the Air Force. So I joined the Air Force. I, I enlisted uh, I, in high school here at Aurora Central High School. Um, college, rec- you know, the college of vi- recruiters came and I visited with a guy from CU. He said, "What do you want to do?" I said, I, "I want to be in radio." And he said, "Yeah, you could come to CU. We'd love to have you, but you'd work at the campus radio station, and you might." get on an hour a week, right? <laughs> or not, right, or yeah. not? You join the military. My dad was career Air Force. He said, you join the It's your job. You're, and in the same four years of an enlistment as you would be at CU, you will have, you know, carved your niche, whatever it's going to be. You'll. And I thought, you know, that makes sense to me. So I ended up joining the Air Force. I, my first assignment was in Guam, 15 months, did the morning radio show. My first show did mornings. Uh, right there in Guam. Uh, Did you have it open? Like good Not morning yet. Guam. You know I should have. And a lot of my time there was very much like that movie. But no, I didn't. I just it was just uh, Barry Manilow's song. Daybreak was my theme, and it ended up being my theme here too for for uh-huh. the entirety of my career. But um, but that's how it started, and then I came back. After that assignment, I was sent to to the Air Force Academy, and I taught television production down there. Cadets at the time had their own TV station, did their own TV news program. So we taught television production. I got out of the Air Force in 82, and the athletic department said, hey, we'd like to hire you to be our promotions and marketing guy. So for four years, I was an assistant athletic director down at the Air Force Academy. That got me through to 86. I moved back up here, moved back up to home, uh, decided after four years of that, you know, between my time in active duty and that was 10 years my dad was in 20 that was a 30-year career almost Mm -hmm, right mm -hmm. (laughs) came back up here and uh lee stewart who was the program director at kosi back in that time the old beautiful music reels running outside the studio door um asked if i wanted a part-time job on the weekends with him and I, i i had known him since i'd been in high school and i said yeah i'll give that a shot and i did and there you go, for the next 34 years from that point.
2: And you don't sound, by the way, like you have slowed down at all in this post-radio career. Mm-hmm. I mean, we'll get into that later. Our guest, uh, guest is is the legendary Rick Crandall, and, and he is uh, one of the biggest patriots certainly you will ever hear anywhere. And just give me a taste as we get uh, toward our first break here. Yeah. You're in the Air Force, you're doing post your service, you're still at the academy and all of that. Is there a consistent giving back, honoring other veterans, especially older, greatest generation? When does that start?
3: That actually started at KZW 1991. I did my morning show. I walked in the door. They had been automated all day. There was Bill Saul was on in the morning. Rest of the time was automated all day long. And the average age of the listener. I walked in. I was thirty-four years old when I walked in the door there. Thirty-five. The average age of the listener was seventy-eight of KZW. It was all World wow. War II veterans. Yep. And I walked in, and I had nothing in really in common with them. We were military service a little bit, but. What am I going to do to, to have a relationship with this audience? I started in June, about September. I get a call from a guy named Irv Obermeyer. Irv was on a, he was a submariner in World War II and was at the sub base in Pearl, during the attack at Pearl. Wow! And he called me and said, would you like to have some Pearl Harbor survivors on the air? And I said, heck yeah, well, are you kidding me? Of course I would. So. Seven of them showed up in a studio about this big. I'm handing a microphone around on a radio station that never had... The morning show dude was just supposed to play the music and shut up. That's all the order. Maybe a time check wanted. and here's, your, yep. and here's and, your weather. And here you go. Who's this guy all of a sudden that's talking to people and doing all this stuff? But I was talking to their generation. Yeah. And I had those seven Pearl Harbor survivors in that studio and there was no turning back. I, I knew from that moment... And uh, Irv and I would then cross paths later at an event you were actually at, the 60th anniversary of the attack at Pearl on, yeah. in 2001, when the first responders from 9-11 came and the Pearl Harbor survivors were there. So get in, choked up thinking about that I was that day, in that right? room. You were in yeah. that room. I'm in yes, there sir. with a microphone recording what they're saying to one another. And that was...
2: Do you feel like... As we wrap up with Rick Crandall, our first segment, we got the whole American Veteran Show with this. uh, How about I think Peter Boyles would call you something like a gem.
3: (laughs) Aren't we the lucky ones? Yeah, absolutely. I I tell people that all the time. They say, Oh, thanks for what you do. I say, Are you kidding me? I should be paying for this. I mean, I. The people I've met, the people you've met, the places we've been, right? The times we've been there, the experiences we've had. Everybody's like, oh, my God, it took you so long to build the, the Freedom Memorial. Oh, my God, all the time you spent on that. Oh, thank you. I, I, I never felt that. that was, I was determined I was going to build it. But the experiences along the way to get there, come on. We're going
2: to wrap up our first segment. Again, thanks to our presenting sponsor, Attorney John Boson, Boson Law. We will be back talking about it in our next segment with Rick Crandall, the Colorado Freedom Memorial. I'm Stephan Tubbs. We are off and running on this Sunday. This is the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com. Welcome back to the American Veteran Show. We continue now with Stephan Tubbs. We continue this week's edition of the American Veteran Show with um, just uh, an absolute Colorado patriot. His name is Rick Crandall. You heard him on KEZW for a long, long time. And we continue. We're going to get to the Colorado Freedom Memorial. But, you know, one of the things, Rick, we were talking about in our last segment toward the end. Yeah. W- there is no BS in this studio right now when we both say we have been the beneficiaries of these men and women that we yeah. have been able to to meet. I mean, I look back, and if I had had the money, I would have paid them, man. This is the greatest ride you could ever imagine. Ever.
3: Ever. Especially with the World War II, guys. Those were the ones that… Changed the world? Changed the world and changed me for the better. Um, A man, uh, George Cicado, who Mm -hmm. received uh, the Medal of Honor, became really a father figure to me. Joe and I were really, really close. Uh, He didn't have a son. Uh, He used to call me one of his boys, right? Mm -hmm. I was one of his boys. And uh, when he died, I delivered the eulogy at his uh, ceremony. I helped his daughter Leslie with the the funeral arrangements and stuff. And um, he was, you know, that was a blessing to have Joe in my life. And Paul Murphy, who survived the sinking of the USS Indianapolis and lived up in Broomfield, called me teddy bear and he was just <laughs> a sweetheart of a man but he, he you know he those were the people that uh that had such a great impact on my life and and it was through them that i think I, I i think my experience with them was was guiding me on this journey i was on to build this colorado freedom memorial and uh it certainly it was an education it was um, I had relationships with those men, sadly, that I didn't have with my own dad in my life, right? I, I was – I mean, dad was cool. You know, he passed away three years ago. I cared for him at the end. Uh, my other two brothers uh not in town. But we didn't have – we never had that. And that was – dad, when he was young, had abusive, alcoholic father. And my dad just never was had a role model for how you be a dad, right? Yep, yep. And so when he had three boys it, – it, he only knew one way, and that was kind of a hardcore guy. But uh, love him to death wouldn't Wouldn't change any of that. But these other guys showed up, and it was like, wow. These are I don't mean, Yeah, I don't mean to be too personal, but
2: my father the same way, except my dad continues to be in his late 70s. He's still a deadbeat dad to me. Yeah. you know. And he came from an abusive, alcoholic father who yep. came from an abusive, yeah. alcoholic father. Yeah. And I don't want to get too Oprah here, but you yeah. know what um, – I will definitely say, with all transparency, that a lot of these Greatest Generation men they became like surrogate fathers. Yeah, absolutely. Even even in my absolutely. 40s and yeah. 50s. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah. Now, late when when my dad was in the last years, my mom I was my mom was she raised us three boys, right? Dad was in a he was in Vietnam a year. He was, I mean, it was stacked up against yeah. dad. And and later in my life, I can't you know I totally got it and and he and i ended his journey on the up and up. Good. He you know we were okay at the at the end and i was grateful for that to to you know be able to hug him and be able to say goodbye to him and be there when he died and all that stuff was important. But these guys a lot of these old guys were still Man, still around. A couple of them still, not many. Yeah. Um, you know, now the Vietnam guys, the Korea guys. But now what's interesting is not my age, in, in my middle 60s, now I'm the guy. I'm the old guy now, right? <laughs> it's weird. I don't feel like the old guy. I'm going to get that shirt that says, it feels weird being the same age as old people. <laughs> <laughs> right? right? Because,
2: yeah, because we're not. We're, we're not. No. We're not. Rick Crandall is our guest. So – when does the Colorado Freedom Memorial when what's the genesis for that? When you do you look yeah. around and you go, There's nothing like that?
3: Yeah, no. It, May twenty uh, sixth, two thousand, I'm doing my morning radio show back to KEZW from the Normandy American Cemetery at Omaha Beach. Mm. I'm there in the cemetery. Uh, memorial Day weekend, May 26th. I'm doing my radio show back. 88 Coloradans buried there, 12 on the memorial wall of the missing. I've done some research on those that are buried there, and so I'm... And what I was setting up was a tribute to Colorado World War II veterans as we were approaching that 60th anniversary of Pearl Harbor the next year, which was when I was at Pearl. I did When I was at Pearl when you were there, I did my radio show that morning mm-hmm. from the Missouri. Awesome. With Irv Obermeyer, who I mentioned, the right. sub guy, sitting next to me on the 60th anniversary. of history. Looking at the water and relaying to me Ugh. the events of that morning. Incredible. So that was – but at that broadcast at Normandy, what I – when it was all done, I packed up all the gear and the superintendent said, hey, I live just right over there. Just when you're done, close the gate behind you. Wait a minute. I'm, we're, we're the only – I'm the only – so I pack the car and turn around and go back in. And I and my wife, who's trailing me because she's thinking, okay, he's psycho right now. Um, <laughs> I go walking into the cemetery as the only person upright in this entire, you know, these ninety three hundred plus graves and stars of David in front of me. Something in that moment stuck with me about the 88 from Colorado and the fact that they were all 18- and 19-year-olds. They were... 6,000 miles from home, they were in this cemetery. They estimate maybe 20% have ever had a visit from home. So that meant that 80% of them, nobody, these teenagers, nobody ever came and I couldn't get that out of my head. I tried, I tried for months to get it out of my head and it wouldn't leave. I kept thinking, something's got to happen. I started talking to the American Legion, the EFW. They thought, yeah, it was a great idea to to build something, you know, but it was, that's a great idea. Rick, go get them. Yeah, good luck. Yeah. yeah you know, right? So finally just said, all right, formed a little working group to build a memorial with the names of Coloradans killed in action since we became a state. Um, Pat Smith, who at the time was the head of the uh, Colorado Department of the American Legion, came up with Colorado Freedom Memorial, and we set the criteria died on the battlefield, Colorado was home of record, died on the battlefield, or from wounds suffered directly on the battlefield. That was it. spanish American war through today, so our statehood is mm-hmm. what we opted for, and away we went took twelve years to raise the money, largely because i 'm a stubborn German kid, <laughs> and I only names I would put on the memorial were the names of those killed in action. did you so, get flack? Well, there were corporations that wouldn't give me money because I wouldn't put their logo on the memorial. They wouldn't give me a nickel. Wow. Because I wouldn't put their –
2: Well, this show's ending. You want to drop any names? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. no. you, never know. you never know down the road they may come I and got help. A visitor center I'm trying to build. <laughs> That's maybe, right. Maybe
3: they'll show up Yeah. because I'll put names on mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, but it took 12 years of me. I, I cannot tell you the number of church basements. I ate chicken and weird jello with stuff inside Carrots, of it, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, 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 yeah. And I'd get a $20 check, and I'd think, oh, crap, this is never going to happen. This is was there was there, um, was there that precipice, and then, ah, oh, I know we're, we're in the home stretch. There was a radio broadcast Memorial Day weekend 2012 on the Friday. I was at Dry Dock Brewing Company just down the road from here. Uh, Kevin Delang, who owns it, is a dear friend of mine. We set up to do, and at that point, we needed three hundred and forty thousand dollars still. Mm. And I had decided to myself: if we don't raise it on this broadcast, we're not. I'm folding up. Wow! Shop. I, I've carried it at that point ten years. I've I, I, obviously persistence just brother Yeah, we did the broadcast. One hour to go till the end of the broadcast. We've raised seventy grand, I think. And I'm thinking, okay, that's this is it. it? That's it. Oh, and I'm and I'm at peace with it. I'm getting ready to wrap up the show. My wife comes out of the back room and she says, Hey, I need to say something on the radio. Now, my wife had only been on the radio one time my entire career and she (laughs) hung up on me. I called her. (laughs) So this is a big deal. So so it's weird. And she comes and she sits down and she said, Well, I wanted to share something with you. And I said, What? she turned around the whiteboard we had and it said, We did it. (sighs) 300 and 600,000. Well, we had a gentleman call who asked to be anonymous, yeah. for, and he passed away a couple of years after. He wrote a check for $345,000 and gave it to us. He, he called her, and he said, how much money does Rick need still? And she said, 345000 And he said, tell you what, tell Rick I'll give it to him if he just starts playing music again. <laughs> right? It, it was of <laughs> right. my chops. Yep. My wife was so excited, she dropped the phone and the battery popped out of the phone and she lost connection with the guy. So she's freaking out. Trying, there's I hear no, this story afterwards. Uh-huh, there's she's, no like, she's exchange to pack of the numbers. Phone back in, <laughs> the battery back in, and he calls, he's laughing, and he said, It's all good. It's all good. And, and so, it was legit. And it was legit, and that put us at the top, and that's what a year later we dedicated it. Wow.
2: Hey. Amazing. Yep. God is great. God is great. And 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 people can many times be good. We'll wrap up this segment and be back with Rick Crandall, and we'll talk more about the Colorado Freedom Memorial, where it is, how you can visit and pay respects, as well as what is in store down the road, a goal in the next couple of years. This is the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com.
1: This is the American Veteran Show, online at AmericanVeteranShow.com. Here's Stefan Tubbs.
2: We continue our fantastic hour with a true Colorado patriot. Rick Crandall joins us. Um, you don't say that you founded, and this was your idea, much, if at all, do you, the Colorado um, Freedom Memorial?
3: Not really. I...
2: But without you?
3: Fair enough. But, okay. But, um, yeah, I... You know, but I, I've had obviously uh, family behind me. I've had some folks along the way that have been part of the journey with me, and that
2: was almost a twelve-year um, journey, yeah, right?
3: To, to build the memorial, and then it's we just celebrated the tenth anniversary of the memorial. So over the years, we've created programs. I've had other ideas that we we have two additional monuments out there now with the Freedom Memorial, um, and now coming the Visitor Center, and we've created some really cool programs during the year. I have this really strong mission of mine to reinvent the way we honor the fallen. Typically traditionally with military veterans, it's been you put up a memorial to the fallen, you get a stone slab, you put their names up there in alphabetical order and chronological order and there's our stone marker and, and come see it and have a nice day. And nothing else happens at the stone marker all year. When you come to the Colorado Freedom Memorial, I want you to learn something while you're there, I, not only about them, but their wars, the experience, what it means to serve. So I'm really – our mission, I tell my board, I tell people involved, is to re reinvent, redesign the way people remember the fallen. You know and, what
2: you need? A visitor center. (laughs) (laughs) Boy, we sure do.
3: The number of times we've been out there in, oh, I don't know, snow and 100-degree heat because we didn't have a place to go inside, right? So – Uh, in a classroom because kids have been coming for 10 years now in school field trips and I couldn't put them in a place and teach them a little bit before I walked them out to the memorial and showed them the the deal right so now I'll have that a classroom where I can say hey kids here's a worksheet we'll have them designed for each grade level here's a worksheet you do before you go out there and actually they'll take it with them because well hey while you're here can you find the two brothers on the memorial Mm -hmm. can you find you know stuff like that and really give them a lesson about six thousand two hundred eighteen names on the memorial. Another three hundred that we need to add to it, and will be. But so six thousand five hundred Coloradans who who said yes, I will, and away they went, and and didn't come home. And and so I, you know, it's that the movie uh, Taking Chance. Kevin Bacon yep. was in it, the one about Chance Phelps, right? From from. Colorado. We went to high school here. His name's on our memorial. He's buried in Wyoming. But the old veteran tells the young – the major up uh, in Wyoming right before his funeral up there, he says, they're not gone until they're forgotten. And that has stuck with me since I heard it in that movie is I should have it tattooed somewhere on my body because that's what I live by. They're not gone until they're forgotten. So my mission until my last day here is to make sure you damn well don't forget who they are. And what they did. And that's why I was back in Normandy the end of June. I went back for a week. Um, While I was there, I'm working now in a sister cities relationship for the city of Aurora with one of the towns in Normandy there, um, which I'm really excited about and uh, also worked uh, on the par- my partnership with the Normandy American Cemetery where they'll provide some some content for our new vi- education center about that we have, we have them as a partner history colorado now has a military attaché which they've needed for years they have one he's a great guy chris jerkins he's creating uh, programs to do out at the place um so we it's This place is going to be awesome. It's going to be such a a great asset to the state. All 64 counties of Colorado have a name on that memorial. All of them. Think about that. Every county in this state has lost someone in service to our country that we honor on the memorial. Can't forget that. Nobody knows that. If you ask somebody that, they wouldn't know the answer. I probably
2: would have failed that. I would (laughs) have said, uh,
3: I don't know, 95% of the counties or something. Yeah, every one of them. Every single one of them. And... And that's boy, talk about paying a price for freedom, right? This state has uh, paid quite a price from corner to corner. So
2: let me ask you about Rick Randall's our guest. So somebody's listening right now. Wait a minute. And you know this is you know how radio works, this yeah. is a possibility. Yeah. Wait, Colorado is a freedom memorial and it's in Aurora?
3: Yeah. Oh, where yeah. where is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically across the street from Buckley. I mean the easiest explanation yep. if you take 6th Avenue East from 225 and go past Chambers and go past Airport and you're just about getting out to Buckley, you see the radomes over there, the golf balls mm-hmm. over there. You get to a stoplight that's tell you right and actually there's stop sign or there's markers along the way. They got them on 225 now. Yeah. I was very happy yeah, yeah, for yeah, you yeah. for that. Yeah. The state legislature 4 years ago designated 6th Avenue from 225 to 470 as the Colorado Colorado Freedom Memorial Highway. Awesome. So, and, and so it's marked that way on the way out there. But you go out there, and so we're on Telluride Street, 756 Telluride. So right there at 6th and Telluride across from Buckley is the Colorado Freedom Memorial. About three weeks ago, the city council approved, I had had requested, and they approved the renaming of the park there to Memorial Park, which just sounds appropriate for yep. what we do there, and now with the visitor center coming. So,
2: so how can people listening right now—
3: how can they help? So a lot. Really, um, all of our focus right now is on this visitor center. I mean, uh, honestly, I'm, I'm. If it if it took me the twelve years um, to build the visitor center that it took me to build the Freedom Memorial, at that point I would be at the age where probably I'd be sitting <laughs> in the front row in a wheelchair, right? Mm. And, and I mean, not really. I'll, no, I, I suspect I'll be fine. You'll, you'll be, be fine, fine, but I, I, get I guess you, drift, but you know yeah. what I'm saying. I don't got a lot of time to waste on this because, one, I want to get it built, and two, I want to make sure the programs we're designing work and everything is in place for this to be an asset to the community. How can you help? We've got to raise between six and seven million dollars, somewhere in that range, to um, get this thing built. We have raised two or had pledged two million dollars to this point. And we're talking to good people about naming rights now for mm-hmm. things on the building. They haven't signed checks yet, but we're talking to the right people. How big is this potential? It's it's, uh, the building. So 7,000 square feet, 100-seat theater in it. So we'll be able to have historians, authors, veterans. I can show some documentary films. We'll show documentaries (laughs) there. Uh, We'll have about a 30-seat classroom. We'll have a conference room. We'll have an exhibit gallery. Um, We just got two weeks ago steel from the USS Arizona. This has kind of come full circle for me from when you and I were there um, back in in 2001. Um, We got a fairly good-sized relic from Arizona. It came to DIA two weeks ago. United Airlines paid for the – shipped it over for us. Skip Johnson, who I think – One of my best buddies. right? Yes, sir. Skip went – who's a dear – and mine, he's been Skip, on this program, yeah. Yep. Skip went to Hawaii and escorted it back with his wife, Heidi, and um, on the plane told the passengers what was on the plane. Awesome. When it got to Denver, Denver Fire Rescue did the water arch over the plane when it landed. I had arranged for Navy uh, sailors from the Navy Reserve Center at Buckley in their whites did the dignified transfer. I mean, the cargo door came down on the plane, one cargo container came down. Wow! They lifted the side and all that was there was the crate with our steel, with a flag that had flown over the Arizona on December 7th, 2022, draped over it. The sailors took it off. We got a police escort to the Colorado Freedom Memorial. When we got to the Freedom Memorial, 150 people from Buckley were lined on both sides of the walkway. And Goosebumps. the steel went up between them. Oh, my them. goodness. We took the crate off, and they came by one by one in the both sides of the line. All 150 passed in review. We didn't make it a public ceremony because I wanted the military to have their first chance wonderful. To, to, to see this treasure of theirs. It was spectacular. Now we have the steel. It will become the focal point of the exhibit gallery in the building once the building is built. How about a website? ColoradoFreedomMemorial.com. Simple as that. Um, you can buy a brick if you want to buy a brick and put somebody's name on it because we'll have a plaza in front of the center. Are those ready to – You can do it right now. And what we're, we're going to do – I think we're going to hold off till springtime, but we're going to start putting them – just there out, so if I don't want you to to donate and buy them now and then have to wait two years to see them, right? I want mm-hmm. you to be able to buy them now and then and then you'll be able to see them very soon. I, I think better to wait till the winter passes and we'll get to spring and we'll put them in a kind of a garden setting out there. I learned that from the Hunter First Airborne uh, museum over in St. Maryise when I was there uh, at the end of June. they're raising money for a building, and they had done that. I thought man eh, that's, a, that's a great idea. so you yeah. can buy bricks, you can just make a donation um, uh, you can do all of that on the website. Colorado Freedom Memorial.com. Yeah,
2: Rick Crandall, without him, it does not exist, and we're going to help push toward that uh, visitor center. We'll wrap up this terrific hour with Rick Crandall, a true Colorado patriot. That comes up next. This is the American Veteran Show, AmericanVeteranShow.com.
1: Now, back to the American Veteran Show. Here's Stephan Tubbs.
2: We wrap up this week's edition of the American Veteran Show. Once again, our final episode is Sunday, October twenty ninth. We just are forever in Rick Randall's debt, Colorado Patriot. I'm going to call you the founder of the Colorado Freedom Memorial, and I know okay. you don't you don't get there without myriad people. Yeah, yeah, right. You just yeah. you got the, you got hundreds of people probably. And I, I also, as I'm wrapping up my career, Rick. Yeah. I already have made the mistake. You start thanking people, and yep. then it's the people it's you like, forget. It's, oh, it's the worst! Oh. It's the worst.
0: I'm the worst. sorry. I've
2: I've heard people. You said thank you to such and such, yeah. but you didn't. And I'm like, yeah. God, I told yeah. you. I tried to use the yes. blanket. I want to thank everybody. Everywhere. If I miss you, <laughs> yeah. if I miss Doesn't you, it's matter. not. Yeah. If you miss so, them, if you miss them, oh. yeah. You, this is a journey for you that I know is good. It's. It's it's not going to be that. Well, if we don't do this, then it's not going to happen. I yeah. just I'm feeling it. God's telling me this. I know He's telling you this. Oh, that this visitor center, it it's not just if. It's just when it'll
3: open. I yes. I up until let's see when did it? It's kind of interesting because um, I I went to church twice when I was between the age of zero and eighteen twice, mm. and both times it was for weddings. We were a, not a church going family. I married my wife. We went to high school together at Aurora Central High School, Diane and I. I marry her cradle Catholic. So now I'm going to Mass every day. And finally in 91, I said, man, I should maybe I should become Catholic. And I did. Less than a year after that, I'm doing mornings on KEZW. I mean, everything changed for me after that, right? So I'm pretty strong to my faith. And, and uh, I've seen signs of that Good. having rewards along the way, including the end of June when I was in Normandy. I went back. I told my wife, I'm going to Normandy because I need to know why this has been in my system for 23 years. What the heck happened? What what happened there that morning when I did that show? And when we designed the Colorado Freedom Memorial, the designer, Christopher Kenton, the first time we met, he said, we finished talking. And he said, what are you trying to do? I said, I'm trying to bring them home. He said, that's what I needed to hear go to the end of june just a couple months ago i'm at normandy Uh, there were some folks and they've walked off i'm all by myself and i said okay what was this and two things occurred to me one it was the first time i'd ever been to the cemetery and not cried when i walked in i have cried my fifth visit i every time i walk in that place i'm just overcome with it right and two I only saw one Colorado grave the whole time I was there, Leslie Riley, and I went looking specifically for him. I'm pretty sure through what the research I've been doing and looking, he's the first Coloradan killed on D-Day. 101st Airborne, 506th Parachute Infantry Regiment, um, jumped into St. Marie-Dumont, and I believe he was in that group, that initial group, when they landed, they were killed. I mean, they yeah. just they, – they were in a – Utah Beach wasn't as bad and that's where they jumped as is, is Omaha and the others. But they just happened to end up in the one part of it that was bad. I, I'm almost positive that I wanted to go see his grave. I did. So now I'm standing here by myself and I'm like, w- what is this? Why Why? Why am I still doing this? And it
2: even I sounds hear, like that was a journey even as recently
3: as June for yeah, you. Yeah. It's still a journey even – but. And I'm standing there, and in my head, I hear, they're not here. (laughs) I'm looking around, and I'm like, what? And it dawns on me. When Chris had asked, what am I doing? I'm trying to bring them home. I'm hearing 23 in my head, they're not here. You got them home. Mm. They're there. They're not. Here. It's what I'm convinced. Now those 88 graves are still there. I just never saw a single one of them the whole time I was there. Right? And I walked through a good chunk of that cemetery over two and a half hours, except for Leslie Riley's. And then, and then I hear that, and I just smiled the rest of the time. I thought, okay, you found it. Okay. I, yeah. I got my answer. Yeah. We did what we set out to do with the memorial and now we need to build a building that's des- that's deserving of their sacrifice and that's what we aim to do.
2: Coloradofreedommemorial.com. You can buy a brick, you can donate to you can the just cause, throw cash at me, you can do whatever you want. Credit card?
3: Oh, please. Or PayPal, yeah, of course. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Boatloads of money. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. I want to go serious for a second before we wrap up. I want to make sure that you can promote the podcast you're doing, your work with Wings, et cetera. Yeah. but uh, if not, now,
3: you, tell me this real quick yeah. before I do that. Your favorite veteran all those years, all these years of doing this? I mean, I know it's the same thing about picking gonna, your favorite child. I know, but, but you got one. I, I do, do.
2: Right now, right now, he's in hospice care. Okay. Joe Weinmeier, yeah. flamethrower, World yeah. War II. Yeah. And, um, He's had an up-and-down life, yeah. and, uh, in fact, last week we dedicated the show to him. So I, I know that when he, when he passes, he's in the sunset of his life, and he's told me a thousand times what a great life he's had. Yeah. Yeah, um, there you go. There's a lot of them, though, as, there are. As, as, as you know. There are. But when it comes to the visitor center, yeah. damn it, it's people like you and me, but in this case, it's you. We've got to have these kids learn and yeah. appreciate. yeah.
3: I mean, if we don't, we're blowing it. That's exactly right. And the lesson, you don't have to look back far to see what happens. Try to find the history of somebody from the Spanish-American War. (laughs) That's the first row of 48 names that we have on the memorial. In 10 years, I've never spoke to a descendant of a Spanish-American War veteran. In fact, in front of our visitor center, there's going to be a bronze sculpture of a Spanish-American War veteran from the Colorado First, Um, I don't know his name. The the guy who gave me the photo said, you know, I've had this photo for a while. I don't know who he is. But it's a great – we're using it as the model for the sculpture. And he's going to represent all of them on the memorial through this one who I don't even know. I don't know who he is. There's 4,000 – there's 6,200 names on the memorial, almost 4,000. We don't know any personal information of. We know – Maybe the county, we, a lot of them, we don't even know the Colorado hometown. We know the county they're from. Town, don't know where they went to high school, don't know da, 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 right? I mean, we, we should know who they we are. We should know. They died. They took a bullet, took a lost Mortar at sea, shell. Lost, did whatever for me, for you. We should know who they are. And so now that's the big part of our mission and the purpose of the visitor center to allow us to do outreach and allow us to start learning more about who these heroes are. Well,
2: that is clearly a mission that is not going to, you know, I think I can say, I'm not saying I'm in your league, but I mean, (laughs) you you know, until 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 our dying day. Yeah. This is what yeah, we're doing. No,
3: that's right. This is what we will we're do. Drawn to it. It's what we. And do. if you and I
2: both got run over by buses, I would hope they'd say, "Didn't those two guys support <laughs> veterans?" We go, "Yes." Tell me real quick about the
3: podcast that you're doing with Wings, John Barry and I. John Barry, the uh, retired brigadier general, uh, John uh, pilot who flew all kinds of fighters during his career. Yeah. Uh, now uh, was the Aurora Public School superintendent for a while. Now he's president CEO of Wings Over the Rockies. He and I do a podcast called Behind the Wings, and it is the Coolest. It's the coolest thing I've done in a while. Awesome. In fact, it started right after I left radio. We've been doing it now for, for three podcast seasons. We talk to astronauts. We talk to historians. We talk to cool people who are designing all the new stuff that's up in space. It's pretty cool up in space right now, but it's also pretty scary up there. And the more you know about it, the better off and you are. And such a big Colorado connection, a huge Colorado yeah. connection, right? So, yeah, we do this podcast and and have a blast. Uh, it, recently, it was like in the top ten aviation podcasts in the country. Look at you! I, I don't know if it's still that. Is it but, I,
2: Apple iTunes? Oh and yeah, and Spotify. Every, yeah, all and, of them.
3: And one more time, the title. It's uh, behind the wings. Behind the behind the wings. the wings
2: podcast. Yeah. I can't thank you enough for the time, man. Hey, no, this I has can't been, thank you enough. This, this is, is a blast. This has been awesome, and you're going to be okay. It's, I was going to say any no, parting no, words yeah, of it parting advice. Parting words
3: for you, going to be okay. It, it'll sting a little bit, and then. See, mine wasn't self inflicted. Yours is self inflicted, <laughs> right? <laughs> you were going to see it go to sports gambling, sports yeah, betting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Me,
2: I'm like, I got to focus on these documentary films that matter, yeah, yeah. and I know I'm going to miss it. But you will miss it, but you'll find you'll find what fills the hole. You will. Yeah. You will. I'm going to be, as much as I can, an advocate for the Colorado Freedom Memorial and your visitor center especially. I'm in your debt. Thank hey, you, Rick. When
3: we open it, we'll uh, we'll put a Stefan Tubbs documentary in the theater when we
2: open it. I already know the film. 25 two. Steps. All right. 25 Steps right. about our two POWs from World War Two. 73 years later, hey, you kind of look, no, you don't look familiar. Where were you? Yeah, it's an incredible <laughs> okay. film. All right. Thank you, Rick. ColoradoFreedomMemorial.com. That wraps up this week's edition of the American Veteran Show. For Rick Crandall, our wonderful guest, our producer, Michael Arpaio, Stefan Tubbs, wishing you a safe and healthy week. And remember, our troops.
1: The American Veteran Show is a copyrighted production of Mountain Time Media Group, LLC. All rights reserved. For more information, visit AmericanVeteranShow.com. And join us next week for another edition of the American Veteran Show.